you know it can be hard in this war on Christmas aggression. The other day I had a friend murdered in cold blood while in the mess hall of his prison. He was in prison, mind you. Put in prison in 2008 by the Obama administration for celebrating Christmas, the birth of our Lord. He should have gotten a medal. I'm talking, sir. He'll get a posthumous Purple Heart for his role in the war on on Christmas. The war on the war on Christmas. The war of Christmas aggression. Uh, Obama put him in in, uh, in prison in 2009 for celebrating Christmas, a law called unlawful merriment. Because we're not allowed to celebrate Christmas anymore. At least not then. But he was in line at the mess hall waiting for his chicken fingers. He loved chicken fingers. There's a few things more American than chicken fingers. It'd be hard for me to name them. Except maybe Christmas. <laughs> Got that right. Gowan tub of three masked men screaming Allahu Akbar, rolling their R's, wielding machetes, murdered him in cold blood right there in the prison mess hall, leaving him to die, bleeding to death, thinking about his 23 children at home. He was set to be released the very next day because Donald Trump was going to let him out. Slowly but surely, all the people that have been put in prison. By Barack Hussein Obamacare are being released because Donald Trump is reversing the unlawful merriment statute. So think about this this Christmas as you sit down with your faggot children and your stupid old dumb parents that need to die already. My friend is dead because your liberal faggot president put him in prison. Thank you. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roll, the Sultan of Slits, the Godfather, Gash, the General in the war against the war on Christmas, the war of Christmas aggression. It is Sunday afternoon. Here it's episode 187. That's murder. Thank God you broke the tension about that Christmas thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's killing me. As always, I'm joined by a former intercontinental champion, the Vanilla Gorilla, the white Samoan, the only black man ever to, first black man, excuse me, ever to ice skate backwards down the canyon. Yeah, there's been a few since. Yeah, well, you're an icebreaker. Right. You broke the glass ceiling. That's right. You You broke the ice floor. Which was very embarrassing when that happened to right. me. Yeah, you've got you found the thin spot. <laughs> had to call out the chopper to get me out of the water. That's old Cucky Tater Sex over there. <laughs> uh, that one's gonna stick. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, the Rebel Wilson of regenerative farming. I was thinking of the Reginald Vell Johnson. I've said that quite a few times. Have you? You have not. At least once. Nah. Maybe the first time he was ever even on the show. I don't think so. The 
Rain Wilson of Regenerative Farming. Okay, you you not definitely not definitely never that. said that yeah. one. It's uh, the dirty shame. The, Roger Waters. The, the Roger Waters. Regenerative. We have enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bone Cruncher. That's Jan Morgan over there. Jan. It's a soft J. In case you didn't know, soft J. So you know. Episode 187, it's murder. Pillow Fort Radio. And then you guys listen, you guys you guys were here, you heard me talking about my friend who was murdered in cold blood. Thank As he was getting ready to be released from prison by a bunch of moose lambs. Thank you, President Trump, for making Christmas legal again. Thank you so much. So brave. Hashtag. Hashtag so brave. I mean... <laughs> It's a shame that so many have had to suffer and die. I'm wondering how many people are being murdered by this roving band of Muslims that are going through the prisons killing people with machetes. That begs the question, how'd they get the machetes in there? <laughs> you know, are they, well, how big of a cake are they baking? That's again? what I'm saying. That's quite a pound cake. <laughs> you, think this, you think that's the kind they're using as pound cake? Because nobody's going to sift through a pound cake. I mean, who would want to ruin a perfectly good pound cake? I just let, let it go. That's beautiful. There's no way they're going to fuck. There's, they're not putting a... Uh, a fucking file in there. Remember it was files? Yeah. In the cartoons? Yeah. <laughs> Come no. on, get, get through steel with a fucking file. <laughs> oh, it'll take a long time. I mean, you can, but Jesus Christ. I know, but... You're going to have some forearms on you. Yeah. You, <laughs> you might fuck up the file. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to need more than one. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to bring a cake every couple weeks, at least. Warden will be like, I don't know about this guy's sugar. I'm starting to get alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe need to get some test strips for him. Or something. <laughs> they get the one warden who actually cares about his prisoners. <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned about his cholesterol intake. Let's start using um, tallow instead of oil to cook our steaks. In. I think tallow is a thing people cook in. I'm not sure. Tallow yeah. is a is fat, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's rendered fat from beef. Oh, so that would really raise the cholesterol, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, most it depends on the depends on the the animal. Uh, yeah, how the animal was raised, and it could be good cholesterol. Tallow is actually pretty way healthier than vegetable fat to cook with. Vegetable fat. Well, not vegetable. There's not just things. Vegetable oil, fat. And, you know, whatever. Grain oil. Whatever they do to get the oil out of there, I'm not sure what they Fucking do, but it can be processed, hydrogenated, trans fat grain oil shit. Garbage. People just guzzle everything. Fucking day. garbage. Hey, garbage. They <laughs> guzzle the fucking grain oil on their low fat diet. I don't think is olive oil healthy. Yeah, if it's yeah, if it's pure, if it's real, most most of the olive oil you buy at the store is like they're basically just lying about what it is. Sure, with other stuff. And but yeah, olive oil is really healthy. I, it's one of the few you know actual plant based oils that is legit, and coconut oil too. Coconut oil is awesome. I take uh, coconut oil with my um, kava. Fish oil is a good one to take. I do take fish oil. Fish oil, krill oil. Mm-hmm. Those are krill. I I don't know that Omega. we don't eat krill. Omega so, You know what I mean? I I would I would think that something we actually eat would be because we don't eat krill. Of course, we eat the animal that eats krill. I guess. I mean, it's just if you eat whales, it's a question of what nutrients are in it and if your body can use it. I mean, we're omnivores. Yeah. Okay, that's true. I just thought, okay, I had a theory, or a thought, it's not even a theory, that one of the reasons why we're so unhealthy, and this probably does have science to back it up. Pumpkin it, rolls? <laughs> oh, yeah. Cheesecake? <laughs> They're delicious. Pumpkin flips? Pizza slut? They they bring those at, out every year around this time. Oh, yeah. The pumpkin flips by the Little Debbie, Debbie Company. I used to go to work and eat an entire fucking box. 
Um, you got a real sweet tooth. On I that. really fucking do. <laughs> um, no, if we do eat things on the surface, it might seem like it's healthy because they're they're running the 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 science that you that you know. But if it's something we don't actually eat, it probably isn't good for you. You know what I mean? Like. You can grow beef in a vat, probably. I'm actually reading other land, and it's in the future. They're eating vat-grown beef, which is they're starting to do. No, that. They're, they're, it's about to hit the market. Vat-grown beef is. I don't know about if you, I don't know about a vat, but yeah, like like fake meat, like lab-grown meat. Oh God, cruelty-free. They call it. you. Fuck that. You haven't seen this shit. No. Yeah, that's real. Oh yeah, it's happening. It's it's a that's multi, fucking it's disgusting. A multi, it's a multi-billion-dollar business, and the, and it's like vegan-friendly meat. They're advertising it. It's like. Because it doesn't come from a living animal, they just grow the tissue in a, like in a petri dish, basically. That's no, that's dumb. Who would eat that? Vegans, I guess. All kinds of people are into people it. who would, you know, think it's okay there's, to rape the soil. There's one the called the um, what was something, the Amazing Burger or something like that. It's that like bleeds fake blood. So you've got like the bloody burger <laughs> effect from it. Well, this fucking but it's shocked not, and appalled. And it's made from animal DNA, but it doesn't actually involve the, a living animal. You're fucking yanking me. This isn't. It's no, no, it's real. Lab grown meat, meat produced without killing animals, is heading to your dinner table. This is from September 14th, 2018. Imagine biting into a juicy beef burger that was produced without killing animals. Meat grown in a laboratory from cultured cells is starting to. starting is turning that vision into a reality. Several startups are developing lab-grown beef, pork, poultry, and seafood. Who cares about seafood? Just fucking get a fish. They're dumb. I know. They don't feel. Yeah. It's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. It's eat, an they, they do feel, actually. Well, I know they, they do, but, they, they're, but they're far more simple. They switch them. And then I shared something today, another thing, yet another thing about the sentience of plants, which is pretty good. Article. I saw that actually. Yeah, it's it's a good plants de- they, they defend themselves. They, they have they have the way they can. They have memory. They have a, like a vast communication networks through the fungal uh, r- roots, and uh, I mean it's they have a sentience. I, I was I remember something on that. It was actually one of the few good John Travolta movies, Phenomenon, and he was talking do, 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 do. <laughs> Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Um, he was telling a group of people, like he had all these books out, and he's just telling a group of people how they used to think that the blue whale was the largest organism on Earth. But it turns out that it's actually uh, trees in some part of the Pacific Northwest who are actually one, they've they discovered it's one creature. Yeah. That's, that's covers thousands of square up, miles. Yeah. yeah. So... And that it actually does move and responds to stimulus and stuff and I think, like that. And I think since thinks. then they found out that there's another bigger plant system that's all one organism. Kudzu. I forget what it, what it is, but yeah. I'm just saying kudzu because it was. It's a great Shenandoah album under the kudzu. <laughs> Shenandoah is my shit. We can, we can laugh all we want. You know, I like <laughs> LRB. Little River Band. Oh, yeah, Vince Gill was in Little River Band. You son of a bitch. Was Calm he down. Really? Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was so watching the other guys. I'm gonna look up some goddamn Shenandoah right now, and you're gonna love it. I was watching the other guys, and he he took Little River Band and threw it. At Mark Wahlberg and threw it out the door, and then fucking Will Ferrell took that wooden gun and smacked him in the face with it. Oh, <laughs> I've always got Little River Band. <laughs> Princess play. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, they take uh, stem cells and grow meat in a lab. Watch the cancer rate skyrocket. Well, we putting that much crap in our body. We don't know. I mean, they say that it's 
the, the thing that's, that's funny about it is they say that it's cruelty free, as if they're as if the material that's making up the meat doesn't come from somewhere. This is the thinking. This is the the, the typical mainstreamer thinking. Yeah, they have to get an animal and take the st- cells well, off. No, of you it. have to take. You have to get the protein that has to come from somewhere, which is going to be coming from plant based food sources, which are are a result of massive ecocide from tillage and mm-hmm. all the things I talk about here on here all the time. It's like animals are dying. There's still animals dying to make that meat. It's just not. An organism that walked around and lived and breathed and ate grass. But still, uh, to get the stem cells, they gotta poke into an animal and scrape it out out of there. So they're gonna have to capture a cow, and we're just gonna have cow. See this Shenandoah baby? Listen to this shit. It's fucking good. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Ecocide. That's a great word. Use that one. (laughs) It's a good name for for a. uh, a vegan metal band? Yes, it really fucking But you is. were saying something about um, how we're not supposed to eat things that we don't eat. You, yeah, you were going I, somewhere I, with that. I was thinking... And then, and then I was we thinking, got on the, the fake meat tangent. But that's that that relates. Like, yeah. you know, I... You're still eating meat, and even nutritionally, it might be the perfect meat. You know what I mean? But there's going to be well, some kind def- of... It's definitely not nutritionally the sure, perfect meat. Sure, but I'm saying even if it was, there's some kind of wrinkle in there that we're not seeing, you know, that's oh, that a, will come to light whole, later. It's the whole GMO worry. It's mm-hmm. like, we're, it's just a giant experiment. We don't know all of the effects. If you if you alter one sequence of DNA, how, what effect that has on the, the whole connective tissue of the DNA strain, we don't know. Could create some super virus. Well, they're finding out that it does have unintended consequences that we don't know, and scientists have assumed that it doesn't because just based on just based on just horrible false assumptions, just based on arrogance. Well, it's like, you know, being the biggest Jeff Goldblum fan ever. <laughs> Not really. Well, the, uh, it says here the meat's taken by first, first by taking a muscle sample from an animal. The nations collect stem cells from the tissue, multiply them dramatically, and then allow them to differentiate into primitive fibers that then bulk up to form muscle tissue. Most of meat says that one tissue sample from a cow can yield enough muscle tissue to make 80,000 quarter pounders. Here's what I think every time I think of something like that. Life, uh, hold on. I got an ad. You can help Owen yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Uh, life uh, finds a way. I hate when they won't let me fast forward through an ad because I fast forwarded through through too many already. Oh, One, they want you to pay that. Okay, nine bucks a month, baby. Yeah. We can charge anything we want: two thousand a day, ten thousand a day, and people will pay it. And then there's the merchandise. Okay. Fast forward. in the world has the right. See the lack of humility before nature that's being displayed here. Um, Here's the meat of it. Staggers. Well, thank you, Dr. Malcolm, but I think things are a little bit different than you and I had feared. Yeah, I know. They're a lot worse. Now, wait a second. Now, we haven't even... That's a great role for him. Don't let him talk. There's no reason. Okay, basically what he's... (laughs) He's pulled that up to hear some Um, gold. I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're you're using here. Uh, It didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you and you took the next step. It's only a You didn't few earn more. the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on <laughs> the shoulders a, of geniuses. That's the biggest uh, Jeff Goldblum thing. As fast as you could, for it. and before you even knew what you had, you you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it? Well, 
I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which no okay. one's ever done. I didn't have Basically, he's saying you're doing something because you can, not because you should. Well, that's what I was saying. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for him for him to say. I thought it was going to be in that clip. But he's absolutely correct. Like, yes, we can vat grow meat now. That can actually, we grow it? That actually, yeah, that actually makes my theory that Other Land by Ted Williams is a truly prophetic work. Ted Williams, the... Uh the uh, the uh, yeah, the uh, what's his, Red Sox hitter? Yeah, what was his nickname? Uh, Teddy Ball Teddy, Game. Teddy Ball Game. Fucking Teddy Ball Game. We got on that one. <laughs> um, Over it, the Green Monster. <laughs> but it is true. Like they vat grown meat. That's it's morbid. It's fucking morbid. It sounds isn't grosser it? when you call it vat grown than well. That's grown. basically what it is. Just a big vat of the of the guy stirring it like gruel. <laughs> That's what I imagine. He's like got a really dirty Conan is in, in the base yeah. on the wheel. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, but all of the matter that becomes that meat is coming from a farm source. It's not like it just it just you know comes from the you know comes beams down from the cosmos into the petri dish. It's like it's being raped from those minerals. And proteins and nutrients are being raped from somewhere. I, I get it, yeah. but I'm saying that the, just the process itself is kind of morbid. You know, it's yeah. I, I mean, think. I mean, I mean, it, I mean. Um, I think that there's a good chance that that with this particular form of technology, that that meat won't be un, unhealthy to. It won't be unsafe to eat. Let's put it that way, because it's just it is just the DNA of the animal. That it's not a genetically mod. It's a stem cell. You know what I mean? Okay. It's a I, but but that's not the point. The point is is that we should be producing in our our food in a way that is harmonious with the planet, and they're presenting it as if it's more harmonious with the planet, yeah. and it's actually really really destructive. Right. They're presenting it as if it's uh, cruelty free. It's actually more cruel. Because actually, it actually yeah, does absolutely. more damage. It uses more energy. It, you, you know what I mean? As compared to a regenerative farming system. You still you still got to have cows. And those cows, instead of killing them, they're just you still have to wandering use, around. You still have to use massive amounts of land, you know, to extract the nutrients that become the fake meat. It's just, instead of coming directly from an animal, it's coming from a plant and then being synthesized. I love it. Well, that's what's coming, because they're going to outlaw meat. We're going to have to kill every animal. We're just going to have three or four samples of, from each animal that we eat, and then... Then we're going to euthanize black, them all I can because see a black nice. market growing up around wild animals because I've been eating deer meat just for the past few days. I feel fucking tremendous. Like, I feel really good. And if they're going to outlaw meat, I would definitely, like, go through le- illegal shit to get a hold of deer meat. Be like, you know. I wonder if they will ever do that, honestly. No, you can't. So. I mean, it's not. It's just, like, it's stupid. To, but I know there are vegan people, like, the... <laughs> The most vegan of the vegans, like the the stupidest, like the most insane. <laughs> yes, that really they think if you kill an animal, then you should be killed. Like they mm-hmm. scream at hunters. Like, like one of the ones that gets me is Ricky Gervais screaming at hunters all the time when he's a fat guy that eats meat. He, he eats meat? meat all the time. Yeah, but he screams at hunters all the time because they take the grip and grin pictures. Yeah, even even I get it if it's a trophy. That's what it's animal. called, grip and grin. Yeah, I if it's like a, that. if it's a trophy hunt and, and you're not going to eat the meat, it's kind of cunty to do that. But if you're you just did something extremely difficult by going deep in the woods and getting an elk that's been alive for twelve years and somehow nobody's got it and then you say and you you get it and you're like Jesus Christ I got it and you're happy and you hold up its head and then, whatever it, I don't get it's it. none of Ricky Gervais's fucking business <laughs> exactly. who takes a picture of what the fuck they do sure 
How is it any of his goddamn business what they're doing? And even the trophy, it isn't. I mean, even the trophy <laughs> animals. Whenever somebody kills an elephant, which I don't like, the the tribes or whatever in the shitty poor countries that they go to to do that, where they pay hundred thousand dollars to do it, the, those tribes get all that money and they get all the meat. God, that's so much meat because they eat the elephants. I wonder what an elephant would taste like. Probably um, cow, probably. It is. Too. It is all ribeye. Like the fattiest ribeye. <laughs> it's delicious. It sounds so delicious. <laughs> You've actually eaten elephant meat. Yeah, they sell it over here. They sell it over here as It's like ostrich. I, I'd like to try ostrich because they say that's pretty delicious. And they're also assholes, so nobody cares if you yeah, kill fuck an ostrich. ostrich. Fuck ostriches. Fuck uh, emus. Oh, God. Fuck an emu. I've told you about the time yeah, I was the emu story. assaulted by an emu. <laughs> Sexually assaulted by an emu. I can't even (laughs) imagine your face when that thing walked up to you. It didn't (laughs) walk up as much as it sashayed like it owned the fucking place. Kind of did. It sort of did. I'm the only emu around here. Oh, that's just Roger. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. What am I supposed to do with Roger? (laughs) Fucking with me. (laughs) Kicks you. He did. I'm sure they they poked at me. Yeah. That's what they did. Get your big, stupid dinosaur feet away from me. Hunt. Well, we went up the up to Cabin Creek one time, and somebody had these. Uh, you know, chickens are repulsive enough, but uh, they had these guinea hens that make weird hey, noises. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm a fucking hen over here. Come on, I'm a you guinea rooster. Uh, what, what's up? I'm, I'm a fucking guinea. But uh, they they were just really aggressive and fucking always in our way and making odd noises. And I'm like. You know, <laughs> just bothering me. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what are those pheasants? Those things are annoying as shit. Yeah. I've had to go to people's ha- uh, houses where they got just pheasants roaming around, and it's just annoying. Like, they don't know, they don't pay attention to you. Right. So you're trying to do something to walk through them, and then they look at you as though you've murdered their entire family, which you'd like to. Sure. It's on the list. But. Isn't it weird, though, that birds go through that... I was thinking about this the other day that birds have they the the wide array of intelligences. You have parrots who have vocabularies and figure out complex problems. They crave. Uh, they don't want to be left alone. No, they crave attention. They're yeah. social. They need. They want to they actually go insane if you don't talk to them. Like they will get on your shoulder and like walk around with you around town. Like you're their buddy. Just like how Bub follows you around, and he'll go wherever you want him to go. A parrot will just stick on your shoulder and like talk to you. While, yeah, while you're I mean, going to the store, and then he like shit down your back because <laughs> they can't control it. They like affection and whatever. And then you have, you know, something like a chicken, which I know is probably more intelligent than I think it is, but it's just it's a pretty basic, you know, it's just all like this. All <laughs> that's what they're yelling when they run and get grubs. <laughs> there's a worm. There's a worm. There's a worm. <laughs> <laughs> flee, 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 flee. Well, just shit in the water. Let's stick to water. <laughs> you told me a story that you saw that one time. A bird just turns around, shits in the water, and starts drinking the water. Oh, God. So fun <laughs> all the time. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, God, there's a lot of crap to talk about. Um, we forgot to talk about last week the, the missionary that went over to that island. To the Sentinel Island. The Sentinel Island. And near India. He made contact with them. And talk to them. He wanted to. And they warned him. Interact with them, and you're not supposed to interact with them. It's actually illegal to interact with them, and everyone that's ever tried has been murdered. And he decided that he was going to go you interact know, with them against the law. And he had some boat of fishermen paid a boat of fishermen to take him over there so he could take. Do you know why they're the so island. protective? Because they the sentinel people why they're so protective. 
Because they want to preserve their, their lives? They don't know anything about preserving their lives. What it is, is in like the 1800s, there was a guy that was fascinated with them. And he went over there and he measured them. And he tried to crossbreed them with each other. And he, he like measured that he was really obsessed with their dicks and their balls. What? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't read that. It, there's a whole um, Twitter feed about it from a guy... And I can't remember his fucking name, so it might be for naught. But there, it was like an explorer guy. And he like he would measure their feet and their balls and their testicles and everything and their dicks. And he studied them. And then I think I don't know what he's exactly trying to do, but they ended up fucking killing him because they got pretty pretty well. Where, sick of where the are the Sentinelese islands? Where it's off the coast of India. So they're they're Indian. Uh, it's Indian owned, and it's a protected island. Like you're not supposed to go onto it for any reason. But they're like Indian. They're black. They're they're African people. No, they're Indian, but they're black. Oh, okay. India's kind of like in, in the. I mean, they're section they're, they're, they're their own. They're genetically Asia. unique. They've well, been sure. isolated yeah. for sixty thousand years. Kind of like the Laps or the. There's uh, only there's only like fifty of them, and they've been there for sixty thousand. Yeah, they say there's between small fifty island. and hundred now. Jesus, I'm trying to find. They're it. like really small. They're like five feet tall and like just like solid black and one claw. It's like. They would be. They've they've found um, like shipwreckages to make metal arrowheads out of it out of them. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that, they'd be considered Stone Age people. And they're not aware of us. No, because they, they they shoot down. If a helicopter flies to like retrieve a body that they've murdered, they'll shoot it down. They're trying to. They know they know about it, and they've seen fishermen. Here's a picture of the guy with. They them. see fishermen on boats and stuff, and they'll shoot arrows at them. Mm. There's a picture of the guy with them. Like odd. there's a, there's like a helicopter. I just th- I don't think this is online anymore. There, there was one with a helicopter like flying over, like looking at them, and they just like come. Out, they're like shooting arrows and throwing. I remember spears, seeing that. Yeah, and they, like, shitting. Come, saw that come out onto the beach and just 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 squat down and take a shit and just turn around and look at them, like, like as if to say that like that's their way of saying, you know, come get this, come get this primitive. smoke. Fuck very you. Primitive. <laughs> All right, uh, Sentinelese are often described as uncontacted, but this is strictly not true. They had a very significant contact in eight, 1880 with Commander Portman. Portman yeah, that's such a British name. Of course it is. <laughs> Portman, the black sheep third <laughs> son Norman. of some minor nobleman, was assigned by the English you Royal Navy. Them so much. <laughs> the English Royal Navy to administer and pacify Andaman Islands, a job he pursued from 1880 to 1900 with full measure of his own per- perversity. Here's a picture of him and his crew. I'll measure your dick in the name of the queen. With them. Yeah, I read this whole thing. Um, I'm just going to try to hit the uh, the bullet points. Portman there. was er- erotically obsessed with the Andamanese, and he, he indulged his passion for uh, photography by kidnapping members of various tribes and posing them in mock Greek homophobe or homoerotic stances. Check that. There's a picture of them, all gay looking. They are, but look at it. They're, they're jacked. They're, that's what I'm saying. They're they're like most uh, Stone Age people or whatever who have to actually live Work. for a living. Yeah. So they are going to be muscular. They're going to be well. They're also like five feet tall, though. Yeah, well, yeah. But I but when they talk about when the uh, the Europeans who were coming from a and not even back then a a strictly couch potato culture, they were still you know a. Agrarian based culture and stuff But going to a place Where it was still A pastoral culture And seeing the Native Americans How muscular and stuff They were It was you know He uh During his 20 years In the sexualized Heart of Darkness Portman measured And cataloged Every inch of the, his Prisoners bodies With an obsessive focus On genitalia Um <laughs> I want to see The movie version of this Oh god There's got to be one Here's a little kid you got he's, he, he would like Take them on Aboard his ship I guess Um and how much you want to guess that he molested so many of those children? Yeah, they, they, that's what it is. They think all honkies are are going to butt fuck them. 
Um, Portman spent most of his time in the greater Andaman Islands, but in 1880, he landed on North Sentinel. The natives fled, and his party ventured inland to find a settlement which had been abandoned in haste. So they got the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, he located an elderly couple and a few children they were able to abduct. The couple quickly died, from uh, likely from ailments that, to which they had no immunity. The children spent a few weeks with him, with Portman doing God knows what, after which he returned them to the island. Portman returned on a couple of occasions, but the Sentinelese hid from him each time. The story related by the children was certainly passed down among the hundred or so inhabitants of the island, and even today, Portman's fatal kidnappings is just beyond a human lifetime. Yeah, just about 120 years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. So when the Indian government attempted to contact with an- attempted contact with anthropologists in the 60s and 70s, the Sentinelese were understandably hostile. <laughs> the government soon gave up. In 81, 1981, a cargo ship named the Primrose ran aground on the coral reef surrounding North Sentinel. The crew radioed for assistance and settled in for a long wait, but the morning but in the morning they saw 50 men with bows on the beach building makeshift boats. So they were there, look at these motherfuckers and they started building boats so they could go out and get them. <laughs> Jesus. Aggressive. I like it. Defend how, the borders. How would you build that wall? But how would you how would you feel knowing that they are obviously a hostile people coming to kill you and watching them sitting there building those boats? Like he's got <laughs> he's got the bow built. They're making What are we gonna do? They're making twine. <laughs> they're literally making twine to hold this shit they're together. They're pounding the bark, making rope, we're fucked. We can literally do nothing. <laughs> Guy just took another shit at me. <laughs> now he's spearing the shit on his arrows. <laughs> oh, God. So they're wanting to wound us but not kill us. Then we'll die from, uh, what, is, what is it you get from shit? E. coli. Great. Uh, they crawled, The crew called for an emergency airlift and were evacuated and not a moment too soon. Rough waves had thwarted the Sentinelese in their attempts to board, but the weather was clearing. The ship and its cargo were left there. Uh, awaiting discovery by Neolithic eyes. Today, you can still see the gutted remains of the Primrose on Google Earth, which is right there. Can you do the thing? Yeah, let me turn it sideways. Yeah, turn sideways, and it's right there. Neat. It's fucking crazy, man. This is amazing. We need to capture these guys and learn their language and really hear some stories. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine climbing on the Yeah, you take the beachhead. I want to, you know, take a canoe over there and explain to them the magic of the state. Do they not know about and, Christmas? And why they need to, to learn about taxes and social <laughs> programs. Imagine climbing on board that ship, a completely alien vessel filled with alien are you gonna Are you going to vote blue in the next Indian election? Imagine seeing Simple Machines. That was the name of one of your old bands, wasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. For the first time, a hinge, a latch, a wheel, things that would instantly make sense in a satisfying way. Uh, others would be so incomprehensible to avoid notice. I've never been able to find out what cargo was on the Primrose. Imagine if it was guns and they learned how to use guns. Jesus. Oh, God. So this, so yeah, so the, so the, but the, the story, the, the new story is, is that yeah. this fucking stupid son of a bitch. Self-righteous. Just, American. Yeah, uh, missionary guy. Turns out he was he was going there to try Shocker. to to proselytize them to try to te- with his Bible to try to teach them about Jesus. 
This story just gets better. He <laughs> caught some arrows and died. He caught them. He caught them. Points. Is this the guy right there? No, this is them just trying to contact them. They got so far offshore, and they're trying to wave at him and stuff. And now they're like, "We've got to get the body back. We've got to find the way to get, get, get the body well, it, back." I mean, it is a white man, so they really do need to get well, yeah. the body back. How are we going to get the rotten body back? <laughs> I remember seeing an old. I'm movie. surprised they don't eat him, right? I remember uh, seeing an old movie uh, called The Avengers of Tennessee Buck, and there was a point in the movie where a guy, a stupid American guy, white guy, grabbed a native and said, you listen to me. See this? White man. You listen to me. <laughs> it's like, that's so fucking racist. I think these guys had a little bit of success because they chucked coconuts to them, and they might not have the luxury of having coconuts all the time. No, they have coconuts. Is that one of them right they, there? They didn't kill them. They, they kind of were nice to them. I guess the more coconuts, the better, though. They play soccer with them afterwards. Imagine how tough their feet are. I thought they played cricket. I don't know that they do any of that. They they probably make up their own games. That is, that is, I bet they're so much happier. That, than that. that is a racist uh, British uh, slur. Cricketers. Moon cricket? No, cricketers. Moon cricket really is one, right? You taught me that. Yeah. <laughs> but look at these folks, man. Titties, titties the way they're supposed to look. All flat and weird. Yeah. Unless they're full of milk. Yeah. That's why you got to keep pregnant so you got nice titties to look at. There you go. But yeah, dude. Uh, they make their own, they're making like tools and stuff, so they're they're able to, they're not completely. Well, I mean, they're people. They just, yeah, you know, they, they just figured been, it out. So they're just still in whatever the, but they're, they're past the Stone Age, they're, I guess. No, they're not. They're, uh, their boat technology is it's one of the indicators. It's only shallow water stuff. Yeah. All the fishing they do is in shallow water. The guy was jerking off at the guy. <laughs> they, eat, they eat small birds, um, small fish and crabs, whatever they can catch See, they in got shallow water. Coconuts. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's like some turtles. There's a few larger game animals. Turtles are good eating. That they I'll tell you get. that right now. Yeah. Um, they got like a pickaxe. It's, it's pretty much, you know, meat, fish, meat, and uh, coconuts. And pro- I'm sure there's other veg and maybe some fruit, or maybe there's some kind of so greens. They're, they're on true. Thing. They're on true paleo, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're all. Everybody looks great. That's why yeah. you. That's why they're jacked. Yeah. Because they eat lots of meat. Because they're eating. Uh, it says here they're the pre-Iron Age. They had metal weapons like the knife carved out. And they had scavenged metal from the primrose. Yeah, they took metal from shipwreckage. It's crazy to think that our planet, which, if we would just get our shit together, could really go to other planets and establish beachhead settlements. And we still have people who have not have not progressed beyond the level of the Greeks, or you know, even before the Greeks. It's nuts, you know. I mean, like the, you have tribes in the Amazon who literally. Still don't know about modern day because the the Amazon. They know about that free shipping, baby. (laughs) Jeff Bezos. See, he's going to go into the Amazon and enslave those people to ship his (laughs) put to work, baby. (laughs) It's it's the name of my company. Okay, (laughs) I own this river, and he probably could purchase the river. Probably could. Yeah, worth hundreds of millions. Uh, Billy, he's worth billions of dollars. Yeah, hundreds of billions. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Wrong letter at the beginning of billions. (laughs) Um, there's a, it goes on, but it, it's mostly just talking about how every time people try to get in touch with them, it's not a fun interaction. Right. They're not playing. Why is it always Christians they, they, they ain't fucking around out here. Yeah, why aren't Muslims proselytizing or uh, um, 
Mormons do, but they're nice about it. Yeah. They just knock on your door, and if you tell them to fuck off, they will. They, they will fuck indeed off. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a nice day. But he wrote, this guy wrote a diary, like a journal about going there. And he went on, he went there and he was, he had the Bible and shit, and they shot an arrow through the Bible. And have you, have he, you heard about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Ow! Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> There's no answers in this book. How do I figure this out? <laughs> Con- that's, actually, that's, a, that's actually a Simpsons reference. <laughs> Bringing them a goddamn book. Homer. <laughs> what do we do? I don't know. He picks up a Bible. There's I, no answers in this book. I hope it was slow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, come on. He might have been a nice guy. I mean, He's, he was undoubtedly a nice guy, but I mean, I mean no, he, very stupid. No, <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> uh, you don't just bring germs to this ancient tribe of people and threaten their existence because of just your stupidity and call yourself a nice guy. Okay, that's, that's genocidal fair. cruelty. That's fair. Yeah, probably a nice guy, though. Like one on one. I hope he suffered. <laughs> I hope it took days. <laughs> I don't think it did, because he got hit not with one arrow, with lots of arrows. Yeah, it was. It, it probably looked like the the Battle of the Bastards, where they shot the arrows up in the air, <laughs> and where it landed, they did not care. Shoot our own men. Yeah, so he he probably looked like a fucking porcupine, as I mean, and and as being thrifty, they probably came and pulled the. Was oh, back yeah, well, and not only that, not only that, but this motherfucker, those fishermen got arrested for helping him. They should have, because it's like, illegal. Oh yeah, so they got in trouble for it too. It's like he just caused all these problems. Everyone's like, I don't know. He paid them. You get the idea. I imagine he probably paid them like probably a few thousand dollars because to those guys it was probably a lot. Like a oh, less than that. Yeah, n- nothing. But uh, yeah, um, and now they're trying to go back and get the body because. For some reason in our culture that means something I don't know, and um, I don't know. I love it. Why, I, it's, it this why was one. Of, this was a very fun thing to talk about. So <laughs> and I can't believe it. We forgot it last week, but it's amazing. Give thanks for that. Happened right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> there's several things that happened. Uh, yeah, I got there. There's I, more I, things I wanted to talk about. I can't remember right at the moment. You want to slip into favorite things real quick, and then we'll uh, come back. Okay. I might have some. I definitely do have some favorite things. Do 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 do. I'm trying to um share things to the PFR page so I know that that's a place for me to go to look at uh, stuff for us to talk about. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages, Favorite things. Taters, what do you got? Cucky tater sex. Um, cucky. Well, I don't spit it all out at once, babe. No, I'm thinking. Come on, babe. It was a, I'm, I'm going to be uh, a babe guy. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> thinking about being a babe guy. That, that you know, that, that calls up in the mind the, uh, one of my favorite things is the Dana Carvey impression of Dennis Miller that he does right beside him. Yeah, babe. Come on, cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest thing, we had, he had Dennis Miller, Dana Carvey, and then fucking Tom Hanks singing uh, uh, Jingle Bells. Yeah. Because Tom Hanks was also doing a Dennis Miller impression, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and they said, all, all, over the hill we go laughing all the way. 
Nobody did that fucking best tour. <laughs> you know, Tom Hanks, if he'd have wanted to, he could have been a great stand-up comedian. He he was a stand-up comedian for a while for that movie, uh, Pun- Punchline. Yeah, I heard that movie's terrible. No, it isn't. <laughs> well, it's a good movie. Every comedian that I that I listen to, they watch the movie and they're like, they have locker rooms for their comedians. That's not real. Well, That's not real anyway. <laughs> I, I think it was just trying to give the like a like a team, like their team. Yes. Not. Okay. But um every everything he's in, like when he when he hosts Saturday Night Live, it's always funny. It's like they everybody steps up their game when Tom Hanks is around. Right. Also a great actor. Yeah, I mean one of the best. He wrote that thing you do. He wrote all the songs in that thing you do. Then he, he's a he's a typewriter enthusiast. He's just a typewriter. I know weird a weird amount of things about Tom Hanks. Yes, you certainly do. <laughs> I've listened to him on a couple podcasts. Okay, he's very well, I'm open and forthcoming. But um, whenever somebody sends him a gift or something, he he uh, types a letter back to them and sends it to them through the mail like an old man. Nice. Like uh, Atticus Finch or something. Atticus Finch. <laughs> like Boo Radley. I have never read. I still haven't read. Um, why is this not working? There was a. Uh, well, you know what? Hold it's on. that time of the year, folks. That's what I was talking about. Of spirit a little early, I thought I'd sing a Christmas carol. Assisting me will, of course, be me. Hey, you know what I need to do? Hey, Kinko. I need to get like a screen for us to shoot that too. You want to try so, right. But it also, Nil still need to come through the board. For that one, Baba Ganoush. <laughs> Baba Ganoush. Hey, lighten up, Captain Hairdo. You're the one who talks like this, okay? <laughs> Up the new guy. Hey, water pick. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> Let's just sing the song. Is that a free app? Yeah. It has everything. Mm-hmm. I wish there was one on Hulu or something. Like on the PlayStation. I'm trying to get the. I'm just going to get to the part where they start singing. It's pretty funny. I've created an attitude monster. Let's just sing, all right? Okay. One, two, three. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh. Bay. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. Are the fields we go? Laughing all the way. <laughs> Anyway, that's a uh, favorite, and that that app is. I've I've watched the Hanukkah Harry sketch fifty yeah. times. <laughs> I've watched Master Thespian. Was that just one one sketch? It was, Hanukkah Harry. It was just one thing. With that's Hanukkah amazing. Harry. Yeah, that it cut on like that. I mean, it was. Yeah, there's just certain ones that like they never reoccur. That just become- Lovitz had a few characters. That's another favorite thing is John Lovitz. He is so unappreciated on that show. I love him. He I- was he was one of the best cast members. High School High. His movies, I can take or leave. Well, the wedding singer, just the his little his bit parts are, be- are great. Good. Yeah, so good. Uh, the Benchwarmers, he was good in that. I, I mean, seen that. I don't think it's not that great, it's but it's Napoleon it's, Dynamite. In oh yeah, John Heater and David Spade. I love and, uh, Spade. And uh, of course, uh, Schneider. Schneider. Rob Schneider. Schneider is Rob the Benchwarmer. I've told this a lot. We were me in uh, New York and. Um, uh, the character that, that John used to play, Aaron, we're watching uh, Rob Schneider's stand-up. Yeah. And we start doing the South Park bit. Rob Schneider is a stapler. And New York goes, Rob Schneider is Ambien because he's putting everybody to sleep. 
It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, but go ahead. More favorite things? You got, you got any other? I was saying Lovitz, and then one of his best characters was a master thespian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those challenging roads of my career. <laughs> he was playing Santa Claus. In a uh, you know malt Santa, and he was taking on as a actual role. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it's he was great, and um, again, I'm. That's not. I mean, that's pretty much it this week. Like, I've, I've mentioned Breaking other, Bad. We well, okay, Breaking Bad. We tore through some BB, baby. We we did. Uh, we got to. I'm actually to the episode. Where uh, Skyler and Walt have uh, patched things up, and uh, we're banging each other's brains out. So he's giving her some deep dickens. Well, I mean, because she's so in love with that money. Oh yeah, she's you know typical woman. Am I right, fellas? Woo! <laughs> yeah, babe, babe, babe. Um, but he. <laughs> that, that was good And uh, again I've mentioned Otherland though And I'm, I'm almost done With the first book And uh, Even though I gave it to a, f- a friend of mine At Cedar Point Years ago to read And um, He liked it He liked the book He said man This is a really good book But It is far too cinematic Because things are Far too coincidental Like They needed some Equipment To get on this Massive VR world Yeah And they didn't have Anything that would Have done it but all of a sudden, there's this secret base, like fucking, you know, like <laughs> up in the hills of Africa somewhere, and they have to get into it, and they do, and they just happen to have all this equipment so they can get on the VR world. I'm like, yeah, that's a little bit convenient, but it's a fiction book, you know? What yeah, I mean? what do you it mean? would make a tremendous series, especially with the first book was written in like '97. I mean, it was well over 20 years old. And twenty one years old. Well, I would no, say. well, I was thinking, I was thinking nineteen ninety three before I said anything. So, yeah, it's over. It's it's twenty years old, and the technology he he predicted fairly accurately. You know, pads and you know the thing he didn't predict accurately is VR. VR has not taken off the way it's everybody not thought it was yet. going to. It's going to. Well, you now have standalone VR systems that are good. I'm getting that Oculus standalone. I'm buying. Well, they, they haven't gonna, come. They haven't come up with the right. Um, the smart glasses yet. The smart glasses design because they look too goofy. They either like, aren't comfortable or they look bad or mm-hmm. whatever. They're that's the next thing. Well, soon there'll be a implant. Yeah, that is that's going to happen. Yeah, but uh, soon you'll be able to get like you you go to the lens crafters to get your frames and then they'll just uh, have the chip right there in the corner. Yeah, if you're left eyed or right eyed, some people like looking up this way or this way, you know. Mm-hmm. So they'll put it in this corner and then uh, you want directions, it'll just VR right in front of your face. Yeah. But as far as actual VR, where you got the thing on and you're in immersive, you're talking about enhanced reality. Yeah, yeah, that's enhanced. Um, is it enha- what is it called? Augmented, augmented reality. Yeah, yeah like uh, the Pokemon game, <laughs> Pokemans. And then the next step after that is actual integration into your biology, where yeah, where your bloodstream and and your actual biology will have metals and things in it that are conductive, such that you can actually use software to change things in your body. Nanotechnology and there'll be yeah, little synthetic biology. There'll be yes. little things going in you all the time, and oh, he's got a cold. Let's go fucking fix this. You can so yeah, you just down, download an app for a cold. So again, it's going to be people who can afford these things well, who are going first, to be well and yeah, at we, first, but yeah. like every poor we person can already afford them. Well, but I'm talking about especially at first, like when you have nan- nan- nanotechnology is not going to be cheap. It's going to be extremely expensive. I mean, it's already cheap. I'm holding it right here. I mean, he's talking about the 
injecting yourself and then all, have all the with nano. You basically have cells that go around nano meds. That's, that's going to be. We're not going to have the option. You guys think that you're going to have to get this this thing done? It's already happening. We're already get. We're already full of aluminum. But but the the cells don't go around and fix us. That's what I'm saying. No, that's what the that's what the app's for. But we'll have to get special special ones to go in and fix us. I don't know. So you think that we already have the stuff inside of us? I think we already have the. And they're not going to make money off of it somehow. No, no, I think it's going to be hundreds of millions of dollars at first. But you can't ma- you can't make money off of the hundred richest people doing it. You have to make money off of that is a very everyone good point. doing it. That is- and that and the, it's the same thing with smartphones. They didn't make money off smartphones when they were too expensive. They made money mass produced. They made money off of when they were mass produced. It's the same thing with with nanotechnology, synthetic biology. That's a good point. It'll take it. It'll, it'll be. A while before it happens. Sure, it's hard to tell. Things happen in big leaps. Well, sometimes most people can't. Like I can't actually afford this phone. Yeah, me either. I mean, I could, but it, the payment it, it plan, would, the payment plan where it's ten ten extra bucks a month on your thing for four years or whatever. That's how you actually afford the phone. But TVs are different because mm-hmm. they're cheap as shit now. Yeah, like that's a favorite thing. You can that, get a fifty inch TV for four hundred dollars. That TV there. Ten years ago would have been seven thousand dollars. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I got it, I think, three years ago, four years ago, for a grand flat. I'm now getting, the son of a bitch is three hundred dollars. I'm getting TVs. I'm giving TVs as Christmas gifts this year. Yeah, like I'm, you know, that's have cool. an awesome TV. <laughs> well, that's your economic. Don't you love me? You that new job. <laughs> that's that's what a, a good job will, will get you, and and them being cheaper. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. I mean, I, I just a mixture of yeah. both. Just, but. I, I do remember being so jealous of like people with a forty inch TV. I was like, God damn! It. I remember our floor model. My parents got a forty inch TV. I told my ex wife at the time, and we're sitting here with this twenty seven. It's like a bunch of fucking cave plebs, <laughs> <laughs> like the hoi polloi over here. And we went and got a. a uh, I've still got the TV. It's out in the front room, and it's got like a big back on it and everything. Yeah. Not real big. It's probably this wide, but it's a flat screen, and it's. A, I think it's a four. 480p and we were like fucking living high on the hog. I've heard that the original picture TVs, like the big ones, like the four models, actually have a superior picture. The analog TV, I would yeah. say, mm. pretty good anyway. Yeah, it's well, just uh, so heavy and hard to produce. Yeah. If you get a uh, a an antenna, and if we could actually pick up good signal with antennas here, you get a far better picture and quality. Because it's uncompressed. Everything that comes through the cable is compressed, and everything that comes to the internet is compressed. But this shit in the air, it's the picture is supposed to be so fucking good that it's unbelievable. Right. But we can barely get it here. Right. But uh, oh, backtracking for a bit. Another favorite thing is hype. I bought oh, yeah. the documentary hype, and I love it because I know <laughs> that I was a victim of this, and as always, as we all were to a small degree. But the fact that that fucking Seattle culture and the whole band culture spread and how ridiculous it got and they're interviewing all these and how cynical they all were. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're just like Kim Thales, like, it's, keep the fame and give me the fucking money. You know, he, just, he, <laughs> he, he couldn't stand it. And then they're talking to Eddie Vedder and he's talking about Jeremy or very much of, through his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> if I hear that fucking song one, one more, more time, time, I'm going to fucking come to your house and murder you. Um, but he's. My favorite thing that happens in that, 
favorite thing inside a favorite thing. Hey, hey. Oh, Inception. <laughs> favorite thing Inception. <laughs> I can't go three levels deep. Oh, God. I'll just go two. <laughs> but there was a, they kept on calling Sub Pop Records, who, was, as we all know, was the record company who handled most of them. And um, this secretary. Yeah, <laughs> got so fucking sick of these dumbasses from L.A. calling and all these newspapers. Well, can you tell us some of the the the, the inside stuff, the secret stuff, like the slang? Like the slang. Yeah, she sat there and said, "Okay, I'll give you something," and she made up like fifty fucking terms, and they published it as fact. <laughs> Catch you on the flippity flop. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. Got a, got a a Betty was a good looking guy, and a bald one was a—I mean, a good looking girl and a bald one was a good looking guy. She made all this shit up off the top of her head, and they published it. And it's, instead of her getting in trouble for that, I think they gave her a fucking raise and a and a, and a promotion. Like wow. that was fucking genius, you know? Yeah, because they kept on asking. You know, they were talking screaming trees. Or have you seen this documentary? I don't think I have. Okay, um, you do have a smart TV, right? Uh, no, I have a laptop. Okay. Uh, get, you can get my Amazon app and it's on my Amazon, uh, and watch it. You'll love it. Um, <laughs> they're talking to the screaming trees and they're, and they were being interviewed by some smarmy fucking LA paper or something saying, Hey man, what's, what's the statement you're trying to make with the flannel and stuff? He's like, it's the Pacific Northwest. It's fucking cold. And flannels are two cents for a fucking dozen down at the local fucking, you know, local Goodwill. That's why we wear flannel, you dumb fucks. And they said it got to be so. Yeah, yeah, I want one. They They got to be so ridiculous that, you know, and then there was the dark turn where, you know, they felt like their culture was being taken from them. And that's one of the reasons that Kurt Cobain committed suicide. He felt compromised. He felt like. You know what I mean? Am I, am I wrong with that? I think. Um, I mean, he felt usually when a person kills themselves, it has more to do. There's a lot, there was. You know what I mean? There's. Well, I'm talking about it was part of his identity thing. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah. It was a very he identity like a, crisis. He felt like a sellout. Which he sure. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, who, yeah see, that's the thing that is, that it cost so many people. You know, and I'm I've been a victim of uh, not a victim. I've been a perpetrator of that saying Metallica sold out and stuff like that. Eh. Who cares? I mean, I didn't like their music after they sold out. I, that's true. But that's just more a direction of the band. That's not a trying to make more money, I think. Uh, I think that they, and Metallica just stopped being good and continued making music. You can call that selling out if you want. It wasn't like they had a choice. We could make a great album or we could make this piece of trash. And so, it's like they didn't have the option because they didn't have the skill to write this good music anymore. You think that's what happened? That of, of course. If they could write another Black album or another Injustice for All, they would. They can't. It's really hard. I don't count the Black album. I don't like the Black album. I just don't. Well, whatever. And Justice for All, to, to me, was their last good album. I know it's beside the point. It's, a, it's, it, it's the thing, like, you know how um, a, lot, a lot of bands, they'll have one really good album mm-hmm. and then sort of disappear. And then 10 years later, they'll have another really good one. It's like if it Weezer... It takes 20 years to if Weezer, get good If Weezer wanted to sell out, they'd write, they'd write another album and it'd be called the Red Album and it'd be just as good as the Blue Album in the same style and it would sell the most possible records that they could sell. They can't do that because they don't have the songwriting spark anymore. They did write an album, and they did call it the Red Album. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> and they have also have a black album. So, yeah, see, I the know. Red Album was not... The point I'm making is, I know, yeah, I knew. Yep. is that it's not selling out, and they're like, oh, well, we'll, you know, they're, they're just continuing to make music because it sells, even though they suck now. It, maybe that's what the definition of sellout is. I don't know. 
No, I think what the definition of sellout, uh, according to other people, is the fact they that, you, that you adulterate your sound. They got they got to haircuts. make more money to re- re- reach a mass audience. But that's not. They would have made more money. Metallica would have made more money if they made more music that their fans like. Right. Well, then you can go the other direction, like the we're not going to sell out thing, and then you just start making shitty music. Like Pantera, I used to like, and then their last good album was uh, Far Beyond Driven, and then they just said they they were the one band that wasn't going to sell out, and they got really douchey about it, and they made uh, The Great Southern Trend Kill, which is one of the biggest pieces of shit well, if, of fucking music I've ever if, heard If you're life. concerned with selling out, and you make videos that get played on MTV, you're being a hypocrite. You're being a huge. No, nobody ever accused them of being intelligent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, they were not intelligent men. I mean, they. I used to have that the fucking ideal about selling out. Like, I, I wouldn't do. A, I would. I don't want the radio to play my song. I would fucking kill my mother <laughs> to get teach the a fucking approach. hit and get me enough money to where I don't actually have to work a job anymore. I would kill my mother. Do you hear that, mom? I'm coming for you. I think I heard somebody just say, try it. <laughs> come, try it! Come get this smoke. <laughs> I wouldn't really kill my mother. But there, I'd do some fucked up shit. Just to, I mean, first of all, probably what needs to happen is me to actually be a good songwriter. You are a good and songwriter. A good singer. <laughs> You're both good musicians. Stop doing that. I don't like when you do that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm joking around about myself. Okay. Let me do that. Um, speaking of uh, Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder. Oh yeah Did you see this Chuck? No Prepare yourself You gotta see the video too I actually have heard this But I didn't know what it was It's pretty fucking great Apocalyptic. It's weird, right? Yeah. This is the best part, though. That's really good. Fucking great, right? That puts me in mind of another musical genius. <laughs> he did the whole song. Usually they just do like the first verse and a chorus because it's so hard yeah. to to, to uh, piece that shit together. <laughs> but he went ahead and did the whole thing. This guy's got multiples of these and they're all really fucking good. Well, not all of them. What's but his name again? DJ Cumberbund? DJ Cumberbund. 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 I'm looking for this uh, musical genius that I sent you. Is it Chut? Damn it, yes. We've played that. You ruined the fucking bit. (laughs) Let me find it. We haven't played that one yet, because it's new. No, no, it's not new. We've played it before. I promise. I said Chut has entered slow burn territory, because he just keeps churning them out. I got it. 
turn it up on your phone. There you go. There's Chet. You're familiar with Chud, aren't you, John? I love the, his patience. God, he's so heavy, though. I feel bad for him. You might be making that YouTube money. You might be doing all right. Still heavy. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I get the shovels cool in the shed. She was looking to break the mold. So stupid. All right, Chef, that's it for you. That's enough. We haven't went back to him in a while. I wonder if he's got any new stuff. Yeah, this one's pretty good, too. This is a great song, right? No. You don't like Kiss, Kiss My Rose? No, great I song. fucking hate it. I've always hated it. It's because you're racist against black people with scars on their face, right? Yeah, but I... <laughs> oh, you need to cover that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We do need to talk about that. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. He had to do some manipulation with this one. I'm surprised. Surprised how good it sounds with all of the key changes and stuff he's doing. The modulation. He must have a pretty good program. Yeah. Fucking Pro Tools. And be really good at it. Yeah. I guess I'm not surprised. It's 2018. Yeah, like it it would take me a while to figure out. I could do it. it. Just the patience that it would take. Oh, yeah. It would take me a long time. (laughs) You had to get up and scream. This is so good. That's good, man. This is art. I know he's taking two things that other people did, but this is art. It's not just a skill. It's not just talent. But he's making something good that's not not just funny. This is... This could be like a new genre. Yeah. And I've heard other people do this type of stuff, but he's... There's one best I've heard. Years ago, I remember they put two... They put Notorious B.I.G. and somebody else together. It was really great. Um, There's... Danger Mouse. There's the there's the there's the the major version of oh, Smells yeah. Like Teen Spirit. That sounds that was weird. That was wild. It sounds cool though. Yeah, it's I like good. It. it sounded more like a Weezer song. It's it's surprisingly they use major good. keys instead of minor keys. Oh yeah, yeah it's a totally different song, it, but it's we, the same we could, song. We could look it up. Um, let me try to find it. <laughs> I I think I remember hearing it at one point, but I'd like to hear it again because uh, yeah, it was I was bl- kind of blown away by it. It like made me uncomfortable, but it was good. Boom, it comes right up, baby. Of course, it's got an ad on it because uh, somebody's smart. It's a new Game of Thrones ad. Because stuff costs money and you got to pay for it? Yeah, but it, I don't know. I mean, I don't care, but like he's taking something somebody else did and <laughs> changing it a little bit and making money off of it, which is fine with me. I really don't I care. I think it's his now. He created the value. I like it already. Recorded himself. Mm-hmm. No. 
like it. It's weird, right? Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it is. That sounded like a Weezer song. It's fucking good. It I is, like man. it. If I could buy that single, I would. Imagine how much different the world would have been if this was the song that they actually did instead of the other way. The world would have been completely different because, not world, but like the musical landscape. Well, no, here's what would have happened, in my opinion. That's an interesting discussion because we would have skipped right to like a Weezer style instead of going through all the darkness and everything from the Seattle sound. Well, what we what would have happened, I think, is that uh, hair metal would have hung around for a little bit longer. Yeah, they would have had a little bit of a... It was almost metal. like... It was dramatic what happened with It Smells Like Teen Spirit. I mean, it was dramatic the fact that I think I think it was Janie Lane from Warrant yeah. said it best. <laughs> he was just like, and, you know, you make fun of those guys, and yeah, it was goofy and all that shit, but that doesn't make them any less intelligent sometimes. He was a nice guy. Yeah, and he was a smart guy, too, and he knew music. Very he, good singer, too. And he knew the musical landscape, and they said... And he was sitting there watching, and they were having a big party or something. He's sitting there watching. They turned on this song. He said, well, he turned around and looked at everybody and said, well, our career's over. What are you guys going to do now? Because <laughs> he knew that's where the music was you going. Do you think they made enough off of Cherry Pie? To- I think they made enough off of all of that. I mean, dude, they had a few hits. They had Heaven, Cherry Pie, Uncle Tom's Cabin. They had, all, you know, they had at least three big hits. Three big hits you can live for the rest of your life. What's Heaven? No. It's, a, it's a power ballad. Heaven. I've got it, actually. I bought it. I'm I'm almost there. I always think about um, Brian Adams's "Heaven," which is a great song. Fuck yes, it is. This is a great song. He was a handsome guy. He's dead now, right? He passed away. I think he had a heroin problem or a drinking problem. Yeah, he was culturally appropriating the Seattle stuff, getting a heroin problem. You're a cook guy, Janie Lane. Stay Stick with that L.A. drug. <laughs> that L.A. sleaze rock. Uh, Guns N' Roses seemed to make it through the uh, grunge thing. Guns N' Roses was a rock band. They yeah. weren't really a hair metal band. I mean, they just dressed it up like it. Sure. I mean, they, they had elements of, of hair metal in it, but they were not a hair metal band. Neither was like somebody like Tesla. Somebody like that. That's just a rock band. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah they made it through. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've heard this. What the fuck am I talking about? It's a good fucking song. They, yeah, they did well for themselves with that song. Yeah. This was on every one of those compilations. And you talking about slaying the pussy. Oh, are you Those kidding? guys. Are you kidding me? Those guys were tough. <laughs> like Tony Danza level. Whoa, hey, whoa, yo, hey, come whoa, on. Hey, hey, yo. Angela. <laughs> Tamanta. Mona. <laughs> Mona was the boss. Just so nice. Mona was probably hot in her youth. Uh, probably. Um, do you remember the uh, episode of The Family Guy where they're building the float for the parade? And yeah, it's, and it's the scene. It's so specific. It's the scene where Tony walks in <laughs> on Angela in the shower. shower. <laughs> <laughs> Spooner Street with it on. <laughs> so specific. I like things that are just that was when the show was, re- was really funny. Yeah, when they would. It still it still makes me laugh, uh, but it's not yeah. what it used to be. No. Because it, it, the surprise isn't there anymore. Like, the first three seasons, it was like, um, I'd say the, the 
Yeah, they had probably they got canceled after the third or fourth one, right? They got canceled twice. <laughs> That's hilarious. I remember when I first saw the first episode of Family Guy, I was like, this is just nothing but a shameless Simpsons ripoff, you know. Which the Simpsons was a shameless ripoff. Well or what not so shameless. Yeah, they had a little bit of shame about it, I guess. I mean, it, they they were aware. They made reference to it. Yeah. Hey, Fred uh, Flintstone. No, I'm I think Homer I think that Simpsons is a bigger jump of ori- originality jump. You know, going from Flintstones to Simpsons is a bigger originality jump than going from Simpsons to Family Guy. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Right. I mean, it's, you know. South Park rips them off. That's a fool's errand if yeah. to argue against that. South Park, uh, they fucking Look, a, a, perfect, a perfect Family Guy joke. <laughs> and the manatees <laughs> throw the fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you think that's bad Remember when I played La Cucaracha With Gary Coleman <laughs> There you go Perfect family guy uh, You got any favorite things Johnny? I don't have any favorite things today um, I do have I do lounge around the house all weekend I have fights. some umbrage Which is something Which is that uh, The Scar article You want to go to that? We can make that an umbrage piece Let's go to umbrage Scar article? We'll talk we'll about it We'll get into it We'll get into it Oh the Joker thing Yeah Um my favorite thing, uh, Big Mouth. It's that's uh, it's it's the Nick Kroll. Uh, oh, that show! Yeah, I watched some of that. It's uh, fucking funny, right? It was very funny. It's very funny. And I very used dirty. to really dislike him. Kroll, yes, I until Kroll. I actually sat down and watched uh, the Nick Kroll show, which was fucking Kroll great. Show's great. <laughs> that I one, love that guy. That one character who was like. He was a plastic surgeon. Oh, he was the world's best pet plastic surgeon. Dr. Yeah, and, and he murdered his whole family, and he's <laughs> completely unapologetic about it. But his face doesn't move because he's done plastic surgery on himself. I'm so I'm so devastated right now. You can't believe. <laughs> yeah. That dude is fucking funny. He is good, man. I like him. And that uh, the Big Mouth show, it's got so many fucking funny people in it. Uh, in the second season, they start mas- the kids start masturbating. <laughs> and the girls... One of the girls humps a uh, a glow worm, and every girl I've ever who's been open to talking about masturbation said they all humped something. Whenever they first started, they would all hump a pillow, one mm-hmm. of their dolls, or something like that. So it's 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 nailing it with that, and everything about it's funny. Jason Manzukas, you probably don't know his name, but you've seen him and stuff before. Yeah, his character is hilarious. Everything about that show is just fucking solid and hilarious. And there's lessons in it, but I don't know if kids should be watching it. I don't know. Whatever I think Kids are going to watch I it I think I think they should 12 years old I think you should be Watching that shit Yeah Because you gotta it, It's very informative It really is And relatable Oh god For someone Going through puberty Yeah And like you're going Through all this weird shit And you don't understand it And you feel weird And to have a show That's like oh wait Other people are going through This is normal I'm yeah, supposed to be feeling These famous people that Yeah These people all are, went through They're this. making money By talking about the shit That I'm going through Like this is normal Yep That would be really healthy I think so. Even though it is extremely filthy and, but that's puberty. We're, baby. we're all talking about it. We we all talked like that when we were kids. We Get all, over it. Life yeah. is life is filthy. We all have buttholes. <laughs> I'm sure they can. Kids can get away with watching it like on their phones with headphones in mm-hmm. or whatever. So if you're a child out there for some reason listening to my pod, our podcast, watch Big Mouth. It'll help you a lot. It really will. Don't listen to your parents about sex. Just watch this show. Seriously, <laughs> it's God yeah, damn it's, it! It's, it's not something shameful, unless you have some really like particularly competent parents, which you probably don't. Oh God damn it! There's a uh, <laughs> just uh, you just assume that all parents are shitty, but you know what? 
You're not wrong. I'm not assuming it. I'm just stating they're, it. At the very at the at the very least, they're all probably pretty much aloof, unless they're helicopter parents, you know. Well, I mean, it's just like helicopter parents. Always all up in the kids' business. Like overly, overly protective, overly mm. involved. Oh, tyrannical, really. Tyrannical. Yeah. But yeah, that show's extremely hilarious. The coach, Coach Steve, it's it, Nick Kroll voices like three or four characters on the show. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Uh, that guy, he loses virginity in uh, the second season. Spoiler alert. Like the coach does? <laughs> He's, it's, I mean, I don't know, dude. Uh, let me find um, I'm trying no, to find it no but the whole thing with um, you know parents like being incompetent it's like uh, it's like it's like being pre- like nobody can be good at being the president of the United States because it's an impossible fucking yeah. job no one can be good at being a parent to an American child in 2018 because it's an impossible fucking job we, we don't have the culture the structural culture to make it possible to raise someone, you know what I mean? Like it's really hard to ra- to, you know, need to prepare a child for this world. Well, I agree. It's very hard to be competent at that, right? It's it's not. It's, you're gonna you're gonna stumble somewhere, you know. But I will say this, and I, I, I'm I'm gonna say it without any kind of self deprecation. My daughter does really well. She has a full-time job, or as full-time as she can. But for high school, yeah. Yeah, she, she works out three times a week like she's so, supposed to. She uh, has good grades. She, What's a deadlift game like? I told her to stay low. Until I'm, she, I'm joking. Until, <laughs> well, but we discuss it. I told her to stay low until she gets her form down for everything. So only she's only about doing 135 right now. But um, That's good. That's, I've seen people that can't do that. Well, sure. I mean, Annie's strong. She always has I've been. I've seen some grown men. Can't pick up 135 pounds? No. They're not men then. (laughs) Um, But no, she's, and I will admit that, yes, we have stumbled with with things. She she had a, you know, it was tough on her sometimes because we were apart and, you know, it was, we, and we put her things through things we shouldn't have, you know, yelling at each other and, and her, but her, but her mom and me, always try to tell her that you're valued, you're loved, and, you know, we'll back you up no matter what you do, you know, so. I, I think that I she, I think that she is kind of out of the, because she talks about how she's the odd man out with her friends. She's the only one who has a job or ever has money. Because I told her, honey, I said, here's here's what you do. And I think this is one of the best lessons I ever taught her. I was like, money is not the most valuable commodity in the world. I said, here's the most valuable, time. I said, and once you have your time and you can do whatever you want with your time, you've won. So I said, so here's what you do. You invest your time now into doing things you don't want to do. You go to school, you get your good grades, you go in the gym, you go to, you go to your job and save your money. And then you are able to do what with your time, what you want with your time later. And that is absolutely correct. After she graduates, she might be able to take like a gap year and just do whatever the fuck she wants. That's what I'm hoping she's going to do because I'm still trying to, you know, collect enough money for her. That at the end when she graduates, hand her a check and say, "Here's what you can do with this: go travel, go to Europe, go to places you want to see." She really wants to go to Ireland and places like that. I said, "Well, you know, we can do it if you want, you know, or you can do it because I have this job that I can't leave, really, you know." So, 
But I've, but I've told her, I was like, take your the example you, you got, the bad example that me and your mom said about doing things when we were younger and not, and not knowing that, that, that if you invest your time now, then you get your time later. It's too late. I'm in, I'm in my 40s. I'm never going to be able to live the lifestyle that I really, really wanted to. And I'm okay with that. You might be able to. Well, maybe. You but never know. We'll see. But I'm just saying it's it's looking increasingly unlo- unlikely. You know, with her, she's she's already got. She gets mad when I pay for things. Like she doesn't want me to pay. She said, "I don't want you to pay for all my car insurance." I said, "I'll just go ahead and pay it all." She said, "No, I want to pay part of it because I worked for it." You know, and she worked for paying for that car. I know. I know people um, my age that. Still don't pay their car insurance. Yeah, they don't. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I don't know. Like, if, I guess if uh, you uh, live with your parents, it's cheaper if you chip in or whatever. I don't know. Well, it's like this with if you're. I think that Annie being, we were never poor, right? But she was never. Sp- Truly spoiled until she was old enough that it wasn't going to ruin her. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like I was able. To, now I buy her so much shit, and she appreciates all of it. You know, she never looks at oh, this piece of shit or whatever. She really appreciates everything because we had to settle when we were when when we were both younger. I said, "Well, honey, I'm going to get you this, and I know it's not the best, whatever." Now it's just like, "What do you want? I'll get it for you." <laughs> and you know, and I'm really thankful for that because she's never been. Some kids are just fucking shits. You can't do anything for them because you spoil them when you're little by saying this the things like well if i'm not gonna spoil who else is well spoiling is actually what you're doing you're you're setting that kid back by giving them everything that to their heart's desire and they're not going to appreciate you for it because there's nothing for them to measure it against that's what grandparents are for is to do all the spoiling they can i mean i grew up um i guess we we did okay but we didn't the kids didn't know we didn't know shit we thought we thought we were destitute at all times dad Mm -hmm. was a coal miner yeah, and uh, if there wasn't something to be done around the house, Dad would just figure something out. And on a Saturday, day after a football game, whatever, we'd be out there digging ditches for drainage that we didn't need, mm-hmm. just just to get us to do to to fucking work, right? Or leveling out the yard. The motherfucker was obsessed with leveling <laughs> out the yard. There were humps in the yard, and he wanted to be able to go over it with his grave leaves when he was mowing the grass. So he yeah. wanted us to fu- he wanted us to fucking level out the yard, like scrape off the the dirt and move it somewhere else. And we did that, and we did it a lot. And the yard never got fucking level, right? No, yeah, <laughs> it's West Virginia. It's like, <laughs> what are we doing, Dad? <laughs> what are we doing? There was the whenever he bought my first car was a a, um, a fucking. Transformer of two cards was fucking Voltron. He bought two, um, <laughs> two Renault, Renault, Renault Encores, yeah, and uh, for a hundred dollars, not a piece for both, yeah. <laughs> and me and him put them together and made one car. I handed him stuff and he did it, but right. I we tried and we made a car that I drove for three fucking years <laughs> and it never broke down. I don't know how it didn't break down. Probably a lot of maintenance. You know, the, the tires for that thing were $13 a piece. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it got like 30 miles a gallon, yeah. which it was from the 80s, and that that's pretty good. Yeah, because they used to make purely out of steel. Yeah, that, that motherfucker was tough. We call it the <laughs> war wagon. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he could have afforded to get me like a, a five- or six-year-old ca- Cavalier or mm-hmm. something like that. But, no, 
There, there, there would be none of that. We were building a car <laughs> by ourselves in the fucking garage that he just built, and I was going to like it. And I did. It was great. I learned a lot. I learned uh, the names of tools. Didn't really learn how to use them until later. But I don't still. I learned if it took me too long to hand them to me, I get hand them to him. I get yelled at a little bit. Yeah. But that's what we did. Then mm-hmm. he could have afforded. I mean, he bought my sister a fucking Trans Am whenever she graduated. A little bit of a double standard there, if you ask this old cowboy. But whatever. Now, <laughs> 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 yeah, what are you gonna do? It's your daughter. Inter- <laughs> intersectional. Yeah, intersectional feminine. But anyway, um, Big Mouth is great. I loved it. Um. I wish there was more of it. They've already renewed it for a third season. But After Family came back. Yeah, I haven't got to watch that yet. Here's a song from Big Mouth I want you to hear. That's the coach. I want to do sex on a lady. <laughs> Really sure I can make my peanut puke like a baby. But there's a couple things I don't understand. Do like the birds do the bees and make my wee wee sneeze in a lady. <laughs> okay, I'm confident now. I'll spit up my little fella, make it stand up proud. And when my cherry pops, it's gonna be awesomely loud. I'll chew on a hair, I'll lick on a face, then I'll go number three in a lady's place. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> he doesn't know any terms for anything. I love this guy. We'll be just like a mommy and daddy. Yeah, we're gonna touch parts where we feel. We're gonna fill each other with you. Hide the sausage. Oh, I'm not gonna stop till I'm through doing sex on a lady. God damn it, I love it. It's so fucking stupid, but it's so funny. It's so great. Anyway, Umbridge, let me find that shit. Excuse me, real quick. Excuse me, you might not guess this one. Is there, <laughs> is there a video with it? Oh, that, that Umbridge. The Umbridge song. Yeah. I don't know if there's a video. There might have been a video explaining. I'll look it up whenever. All right, Umbridge. You may find the article, or do you kind of remember it? I mean, between the two of us, we get the gist of it. There's this article. Well, it's uh, the British Film Institute. British Film Institute is which is a is a government funded institution funded by the UK government, where they give money to people to make. Movies. Everything you see, even though movies already make money on their own, everything that's British produced is is uh, they get some money. It's subsidized by the government. No, maybe not the whole thing. Like, there's no way they could do um, some of the stuff they do in black. Yeah, just uh, with the and obviously, like they and and yeah, so they have certain things that they will and will not fund. Yeah, and now they've they've decided that one of the things that they will not fund 
is anything that depicts a villain with any kind of scar on his or her face because yes. it's discriminatory. It's hurtful to the scarred face community. Yeah. What what is what is the name of the scarred face community? I don't remember. There's yeah, there's a whole like organization like an, some kind of acronym that that's representative of people who have scarred faces and they're upset because there's an unfair amount of people being portrayed as villains who have scars and that makes the scarred face community look bad. And nobody is on board with this. How could you be? How how could you be that stupid? Like there are people with scars on their faces that could get jobs as villains. Yeah. As actors. <laughs> they can no longer get jobs. I have a prominent scar right here on my nose, one right there on my lip. And, and now I'm never going to be in Hollywood. Yeah, that's the reason. Hey. <laughs> Come on. It's both of us. <laughs> that'd be like saying. That could be a character. That'd be, like saying, yeah, me too. that'd be like saying, we don't want little people to be portrayed as little people on screen. So we're not going to allow little people to be in movies anymore. No to more protect, Dinklage. To protect the little people from looking like little people on screen. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's. It's that stupid. Here's the article. Um, British Film Institute has announced it will no longer fund movies featuring villain characters with facial scars. The organization's, organization's decision supports the growing hashtag I am not your villain campaign started by Changing Faces, which is the name of the group. Changing Faces. The That's United, the name of an 80s fucking R&B group, by the yeah. way. <laughs> the United Kingdom's leading charity for gr- uh, group for people with uh, visible differences, such as marks or scars on their face. They've made it their mission to destigmatize facial scars in film and television, since scarring is often used on villains, the Joker, Darth Vader. You know, some people don't see the Joker as a villain. There's also No. There's, I mean, there's also a lot of heroes that have scars on their faces. Yeah, sure. Like Jon Snow. Yeah. And et cetera. I Harry th- Potter. I, I can't th- even think of all. There's lots of them. Well, Harry- there's a couple characters in Harry Potter. There's him, there's Mad Eye Moody, there's you know, there's a few that have been scarred. It it shows that you've been to battle and you came home. You know yeah. what I mean? What is more Appealing than somebody who's gone through a battle and comes home. Scar from uh, Lion King. He was the he was the protagonist in that, right? Yeah. Uh, here's their statement: Film is a catalyst for ch- oh, excuse me. Film is a catalyst for change, and that is why we are committing to not having negative representations depicted through scars or facial differences in McCart- the films we fund. <laughs> BFI <laughs> Deputy CEO Ben Roberts said in a statement: This campaign speaks directly to criteria in the BFI diversity standards, which call for meaningful representations on screen. Can I just say we support? We fully support changing faces as I am not your villain campaign and urge the rest of the film industry to do the same. Can I just say that I love your British accent is automatically the Beatles. <laughs> we were just four, four boys. boys. We were just four boys. <laughs> we were just four boys. Is that Ringo? Yeah. <laughs> we were just four boys. Draw <laughs> Becky Hewitt, Changing Faces' chief executive, added, The film industry has such power to influence the public with its representation of diversity, and yet films use scars and looking different as a shorthand for villainy far too often. How fucking often? Honestly. How often? Like, is it all the time? Is it just a little bit? Is it once a year? I don't know. Not only will the BFI stop funding films with facially scarred villains, but it will also attempt to course correct the conversation around visible differences by financing the film Dirty God, the drama set to premiere at Sundance in January. It stars Vicky Knight as a burn survivor reentering society after an acid attack. I'd like to start first off with this umbrage section with just talking about how 
fucking stupid it is <laughs> that the UK government subsidizes movies. Here, over here, we'll- is there a problem with movies being able to make money? It's like it's like it's like United States films aren't subsidized. Like our movies are not subsidized, and we've got the biggest box office, the best movies. They're killing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why do they need government assistance to make a goddamn film? I can make a film. We can I do could, it right now. I could buy a halfway, a couple halfway decent cameras and some decent audio gear. There have been pretty good movies made on iPhones. On an iPhone. There's, or these two. It, you can make a movie if you really want to do it for very cheaply. If you can't do it, then you're not a competent filmmaker. But uh, over here, we don't subsidize, but um, to get people to make movies, like almost everything now is shot in Atlanta or, or in Georgia somewhere. Is so it really? they give good tax breaks. Wilmington. They do it in North Carolina. We haven't got started doing it here yet, but we should. We have so many scenic places that people can come to. Yeah, we really do. But um, that's what we do over here. We don't give them money. We just don't make them pay as much, which, you know, we can get in that whole conversation, whatever. But over there, I, I wonder if, like, everything is it's subsidized fully or you have to go before a board and they give you – They probably only partially like, – Like a million dollars. Yeah, I'm, but the, the point is – I mean, the point I'm making is, the numbers I'm taking is – why fucking do that at all? Well, there's multiple pieces of umbrage here. It's, this is umbrage inception. There's, there's so many levels. <laughs> That's <laughs> the second inception is that, reference. Is, in is, one that, show. is that is that really like the the most pressing issue that the that the UK government is? Well, we, we just uh, the, the poor starving filmmakers. We could help you make your movie. Yes, it is. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> They're the UK. <laughs> Don't, don't they have like poor people or like you know other things they could help with? They blow up, blow other people's tax dollars off. I don't. Know. Well, you know their poor people are better than our poor people. I'm, they're they're more, they're well more well spoken and they're. <laughs> <laughs> I actually somebody came and lived on my farm for a month or two from Britain and she was like basically had like kind of a telemarketer job like a they're taking calls or whatever customer service and she was like yeah I live at home and it's like I can, you know it's not easy. You know their their lives are not their lower middle class and middle class lives. There's not much of a middle class, mm-hmm. um, in spite of all the social po- programs and stuff. I mean, it's not. It's are not, they like? It's not very. As, it's not as, very good. Are they like the Scandinavian countries where they're almost completely socialist or what? Well, I don't. They're really a lot. Understand. They're a lot more socialist than we are, but they're mm-hmm. not. It's just different. It's it's a, it's qualitative a little bit different. Um, I mean, I can say I know that like. Like here's an example. Like um, you, if you own a piece of property in the UK, you're not allowed to cut down a tree on your own property, even if you planted it, because they don't have enough trees because they lived there and fucked there for too long and burned too much wood. Hmm. So if you plant a tree, saying I want you know this locust tree for fought for firewood. Ten years from now, you're not allowed to cut it down. Ten years from now, do you now. have to get like special permission? Is there a whole thing? You yeah, can they, I mean, through? they still do some timbering, and they, they obviously you can cut down, but it's like you're not. Yeah, you have to pay them. It's sort of like if you live. I in, would have to pay them to cut down my own tree or some shit. Like if you live in a like a a lot of municipalities, you have to go get a permit if you want to like build onto your. Yeah, house. everything's a goddamn permit. Um, all the permits for dogs and stuff like that. I mean, there's like. Just anything that you can regulate, they 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 fucking yeah. Pit bulls are illegal. They fucking yeah, regulate the, in England. The cops don't have guns. Oh, 
God. Imagine, Let alone the Imagine people. our criminals going over there fucking up the cops. We would fuck <laughs> them up. I think their criminals are pretty bad as, 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 as they are. Badass. I mean, they're just, there is a, there is a, a, a UK mafia. There is. Oh, you, making yeah. guns illegal doesn't make them inaccessible. Exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, but they do, but their their gun laws are fairly draconian. So it's, um, and they don't work. And no. then, then there was like, then they had the knife problem where they were having all these knife stabbing problems. Yeah, no, they're trying to illegalize knives, knives <laughs> or, or make them so they're not allowed to be pointy. You'll pry my knife. Out How of my are cold they going to cut hand. their muffin <laughs> and spread their butter substitute? Yeah, what do they use over there? I don't. I if if English, English breakfast, like English food, is just. Some of it's the same nasty. Some of it, yeah, it's it's their their mainstay food, like the stuff that's like, oh, you know, biscuits. Some the biscuit, a biscuit is a cookie, cookie right? Is a butter cookie, yeah, a nasty ass butter cookie that they eat with their tea. Fuck that. Yeah, and they and they just love it, and they're like, I don't know, like this British girl was like staying in my house. I was like, yeah, were you hitting it? No, I, then oh, come on, I've got all this um, embellish. I got all this tea, <laughs> right? I've got you know just green tea, just crazy Chai crazy Earl tea assortment. Uh, black tea, Sleepy green time. tea, white tea, herbal tea, different brands of all of this shit, like a cabinet full of it. Cabinet, and, right? And she and she got some black tea and like w- wouldn't even drink it because it didn't taste the way proper tea, proper. It's not proper. And then oh she actually God. went to the store and tried to find, I couldn't find any proper teas. It's the closest thing I could get was this and got just some plain bland ass black tea. There was well, nothing like orange pico or No, it was just plain ass bland ass black tea. It wasn't it wasn't even good. I had a power bomber through a table. Was she pro- hot? Proper. Um I mean, you kind of I mean, she's like she's mixed. British hot. Like mixed, really pretty in the face, like really big butt. Mm. Like she was like losing like in the process of losing a lot of weight. And like uh, I think her, her dad's white Her mom's um, African Yeah But uh Dutch What? Stop that But yeah she's She's a very good looking girl Like yeah. really beautiful Like like shiny hair Oh You nice. know what I mean Like kind of straight But also kind of poofy And I'm, I'm sorry I know that it might get On other people's nerves I love the accent I, I just love it Yeah it's I mean it's cool Yeah I like it Depends on which one I just But, but there was We're but, not the cockney but we, but we got into a thing And got actually got into A big argument with her Because she was saying that we say that our English is wrong and the way that they say words is right. It's like, so when you say throw something over there and you say an F sound for TH, you think that that's correct? Yeah. Like they do fucked up things like that. Like, it's like, so you're just like not pronouncing, you're just not going to pronounce that consonant? So in it, you're just is, gonna, isn't it? You're, in just, it. you're just going to leave that fucking, those fucking three consonants out of that <laughs> phrase and you think that that's proper? <laughs> like I told her this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't having it. She was very adamant about our way being wrong and her way being right. I mean that's isn't that the in essence of, and I was just like it's it's Britain? not it's not right or wrong it's just there's an American there's Mid Atlantic American there's Northern American there's there's all Appalachian this, American there's all this di- you know dialectical variation and if you studied even a, a little bit of linguistics one hundred and one you would understand that but you prefer to be prejudiced and you know about your your one specific regional dialect being correct mm. and so maybe we got into that with her but anyhow. So how do we get on to that? Uh, it's got people's scars on their face. Yeah, British people. So like, uh, and all this stupid shit. And I just got on bridge with the, not, not. I don't. You know, I like Britain just fine. It's it's much like America. There's lots of great music over there. Yeah, there's yeah. there's all kinds of and, and good art and stuff. And um, I just don't like the way people tend to fetishize, particularly leftists tend to fetishize them like they're 
Ooh, they're so sophisticated. It's like, no, they're not. They're, they're just, just like us. They're just Western white people. They're yeah. just pale-ass, boring-ass Western white people. I would say food. their culture is a bit... It's more entrenched. Because it's so old. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm They've saying. been on that island a long damn time. Right, right. You know, so yeah. They're, but see, but that's, I, I, but that's what the leftists, that's ironic, because the leftists who think that cultural things which, which create taboos and, and even prejudices and stuff like that are, are incorrect, but yet their culture which does that in large measure. They're like, extremely bigoted. Oh, sure. Just like... Yet what that's, somehow, all about. that's somehow more sophisticated than just some dumb ass in Texas or something like that being stuck in his ways with the Bible and stuff like that. That's no different. It's exactly the same. You're you just don't like it because you're around it and you have contempt for it. It's just a different region with a different accent. It's exactly. The same shit. Mm. Um, I read an article this week that makes me realize each each passing day, more and more of our freedoms are being stripped. Um, Starbucks says it will start blocking pornography on its store's Wi-Fi in 2019. What? If I want to masturbate in public while having a venti mochaccino whatever. With a scone. With a scone. That is my fucking business. Starbucks uh, will start blocking pornography in its store's Wi-Fi starting 2019. The company announced amid renewed public pressure on the coffee giant by an internet safety group. I want to know... The hardcore motherfucker that's going to Starbucks and sitting down, getting on Pornhub, and <laughs> leaning back, taking a sip. <laughs> Have some shame. Kind of, my- kind of angling the phone away yeah. from other people. Kind, yeah, not really taking care to do that. Yeah, yeah. just, just like, like yeah, watching yeah, Alexis Texas taking in the shitter and just fucking cranking it. <laughs> Alexis Texas, <laughs> just really getting in there. <laughs> like who? Who is that guy? And why is he not the fucking president? That's what yeah, I want to know. Jesus Christ! The fucking audacity! It's like when I'm when I'm in an anal mood, I tend to go with the gingerbread macchiato. Yeah, <laughs> if I, and if it's more of like a you know oral oral gagging scene, I tend to go with chocolate. <laughs> the the baristas know what he's going to be doing depending on his order. Yeah. Like, oh God, he's he's getting ready to watch a bukkake scene. <laughs> If it's a gangbang, he's getting the white chocolate. If it's, it's gangbangs, I'm going with straight espressos. Oh yeah, you got doing shots of espressos, yeah. one after gotta, the other. You got to power up, load after you load. Get in there. <laughs> God damn it! Why did why have they not blocked porn on with, their Wi-Fi? With a dollop of cream on the side. <laughs> dollop. Jesus Christ! Oh God! Um, Hughes, Hughes. Okay. Starbucks 2016 said the company was in active discussions with organizations on implementing the right broad-based solution that would remove any illegal and or other egregious content. According to a statement Monday by Enough is Enough CEO Donna Rice Hughes, but they didn't act, she said. Uh, there's a fucking ad right in the middle of the page that's making it... Anyway, I don't know... Uh, this I, I don't I don't understand why they just never filtered it out in the first place. Just I don't I don't know, but that's happening and it's making me mad for some reason. <laughs> oh, also, um, there's a study I read the whole article. Uh, white liberals uh, present themselves as less competent in interactions with African Americans. People dumb themselves down because they think black people are dumb. Yeah. The soft biggest tree of low expectations. Have you guys ever seen anybody do that? Oh God, yes. Sure. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> I've seen Quinn many Pantino times. Do it. Many, many <laughs> yeah. times. He, does he dumb himself down, or does he just start talking like a black guy when he's around black guys? <laughs> I think he probably does both. Probably a little bit. But that's 
Well, there's a difference between assimilation, where yeah. you're like, you know, you'll try to use terminology or what's well, a sales or, tactic to or, or like you know, people. use the right kind of handshake. That's another thing that a thing that I I'm real awkward with black people is because that they've, they've got some handshake thing they want to do that's different from a regular handshake when yeah. we meet, and I never know which one. Yeah, it they is. start. Sometimes up. it'll be the fist bump. Sometimes it'll be the <laughs> sometimes it'll be the over the top and then pull them in, yeah. and and I, I always mess it up. I always just do this one slapped and then at the end the snap. Yeah. yeah, there's always the you come in like this and you come up go up like that and then a fist bump. Yeah, like how are you? I don't know the code. I don't know <laughs> which one is it. Oh God, you should write an, an entire hour of comedy around this th- this uh, premise and call it "Shaking Hands with Black People." <laughs> <laughs> an entire hour? <laughs> yeah, you could do it. You could do and it. You could, I, you could go off in a little. Who in, me? Anybody? Any of us <laughs> could then, do it. And then if I get it wrong, I feel like okay, I'm outside of the circle. Somehow I'm racist. <laughs> I'm outside of the circle. He's he's he feels uncomfortable. Like they pass that along to every black person they they talk. Hey, they mark you with chalk. <laughs> See, for a long time, like that I was guy, for a long time, yeah. I was, he did this instead of this. I was working with a lot of hip hop artists, like helping hip hip hop people make music and stuff, like in Morgantown. Mm-hmm. And I was like the white guy that could you know play the keyboard and add music. Other Two than, things that, that you were wasn't the, you were the that white, wasn't from somebody else's recording. Right, you were the white guy that was uh, an actual musician. Yeah, the th- and, they, <laughs> and other they than were, the other white rappers there, and right. a lot of them were like really into it. It's like, oh yeah, that's what I want. I want some of the real organic shit on there. I don't, you know, I want something different. And so I'd hang out with these dudes and just smoke, just get fucking so stoned out of my mind that I didn't faded, know what the fuck was faded. going on. And um, and I got to the point where it's like every time I'd meet, I would just do the the standard white handshake, yeah. and not deviate from it. That's a good policy. I think, I think that, that like, is a good policy. And I'd be like, "Look, I'm a, I'm a fucking dorky white dude, and this is how I I don't know how to do it any other way." I I do the I'm I'm sad to say that I do this, but I've just fallen into it. I do the crushing white handshake where you just you know really give it to them. I do that now. That's better than a that's better than a flaccid handshake. You ever get a flaccid? Yeah, handshake? it's the worst. Like one of the old fish. Like one of these where it's like. Oh, um, wrestlers do that. Doesn't that? That is. That's. Doesn't the, that just make your skin crawl? It does. That's it really a does. sign. Like uh, if they're a if they're hard worker, a good, a good worker. Like you're not going to hurt it. You give them a light handshake. Um, but JMO uh, has a cold dead fish handshake. Yeah, he does. Does he? Always has. Always, I've gone to him about it millions of times. Flaccid handshake. It's it's infuriating, JMO. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he listens anymore. Just just you know, <laughs> he's awful. You don't have to be a squeezer. Just stiffen the hand a little bit. <laughs> Put a little bit of resistance on there. <laughs> but I, I can say this. I started doing grip exercises and like uh, forearm strengthening stuff just, you know, because I wanted to. And then I remember all the people used to have a crushing handshake with me now. Now I do it to them. <laughs> I remember Mike Westfall. Yes. Would just break your fucking hand. Like he would collapse your hand. And he'd be like, yeah. Every time. Every single time. Every think, time. Think, did you know Mike? It's Gary's brother. Mm-mm. Mike's still around though. Um, but yeah, he would. He gave a strong, hard handshake. He would crush your hand, and it hurt. I ran into him a few years ago at the uh, tractor bar, and he crushed your hand. Crushed my hand. I try to give it to him back, but you can't because he's so quick. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah once you're squeezed, you can't. You can't really squeeze. Yeah, back. you can't. Yeah, you're contracted. Uh, right. it, it depends on the angle. Whenever I run into one of my black fins, if they come with their hand up like this, we're given. The the upward handshake like that, and then yeah. we're going in for the man hug. Right. Then you Which pull is in. Good one. Yeah. You pull and, in. Then, and then you and then you kind of sustain and wait to see if there's going to be some kind of action after that, right. like a fist bump or something. But if you're if you're too late, oh my, it's God. awkward. JMO made something. This is Mac and me. 
<laughs> we were just talking about JMO. He sent this to me. That's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh goddamn it! That's Jay- amazing. I bet you can make that your profile video. I bet you can. I bet I will. <laughs> I'll figure it out after we're done. I here. love how we have all these talented people that surround our show <laughs> that are just fans and do shit. I need to get Jamo did a bunch of those. Like the he made a bunch of memes, but that's yeah. a whole gif. The pill fort. Uh, <laughs> Needs to be less Pillowfort uh, Gadio yeah. and more Pillowfort Pradio. <laughs> <laughs> and then the and then the, the anatomical diagram. with the woman's asshole and <laughs> vulva yeah. vagina. Then the asshole is Pillowfort. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit! But yeah, they dumb uh, with the the um, nobody wanted to comment on that. Of course, article they that I shared except for one guy, and but uh, it's weird. That they do that I might do it too man I really don't know I just talk to people How they talk to me usually Well I mean See I think Okay I think that There might be a little bit of that um, Trying to be overly over Like overcompensating for something Well no just The fact that people Think about it too much Like If you Stick a person in a room full of people they're going to react like those people. That's just normal. That's 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 actually a, a a biological thing where you're trying to fit in with a foreign troop or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. That's not saying that you think less of them because you start talking like them, whatever. In, in a sense, you think you want to be a part of them, so it's actually but, a compliment. But see, I know? don't think I don't think the yeah I think that the article is saying not necessarily that they're um, assimilating, but that they're actually like. Okay. Do do you know how to order right, a right. latte? Have you ever had a latte before at sure. a coffee shop? Yeah, black man. You know, like, yeah, and you do. That does happen. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've been. A, I think that's what it's getting at. Maybe. I've been a witness to that. Like, wow, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Really condescending. Really awkward. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to. I've read the article, but I'm trying to find. It says that conservatives don't do it as much. Like, uh, no, they just talk to everybody the way they talk to you know. It's a, it's a weird thing that I'm I'm sure I've probably done at some point. I don't know. I feel like I've been aware of it, you know, since I was a little kid, too. Like, yeah. It's just been a thing that's always been there that hasn't really been articulated. It's sort of like if when I get around, uh, like, a bunch of, like, redneck guys, I'll sort of match what they, the way they're talking to me. Yeah, I'll get a, I'll get a little... I'll but throw- but it's, 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 I don't know if it's to fit in or... But you're also kind but of I'm, a redneck. I'm adept. I'm adept to it. I've been around it my entire life. So yeah, it's it's. But if not, I got around a bunch of black guys, like listen, man, motherfucker. Yeah, that would <laughs> shit. See, but there's nothing worse. Start carrying around a pick. <laughs> there's nothing worse <laughs> than that group of people who switch from medium shirts to XXLs. Yeah, well, they engage. That's in what, what, I, what I wear anyway. What I what I talk about as the Al Jolson ta- ah! tangent, where they. Where they get around black people or whatever group, and they just do a parody of them. Not to be insulting, but because they're just trying to fit in, and it is so uncomfortable <laughs> to watch. Like, you're like, dude, are you fucking kidding me with God, this shit? You're hurting my feelings. Yeah. Like, there was this girl I used to work with at Cracker Barrel, and she... The words cultural appropriation just didn't cover what she did. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Like... 
like they're not going to like you. They have contempt for you because you can't even be who you are. I might have you know, joked with my black friends in, in a certain way and all that stuff, but I was still who I was. You know what I mean? I didn't change it for anybody. That's that shows that you have strength of character. If you completely alter who you are to fit in with a group of people, they're not going to respect you. It's just the way it is, you know, because they can see right through it. Exactly. It's or if they do, I won't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. they get away with it. Right. But I see it. I right. see through like, it. Do I have anything else? Anything else? I think that's it. We had a lot of those. A lot. Of we we ran through some. Was, God, uh, we had lots of umbrage, lots of favorite things. Pretty uh, dense. It's a pretty good app. Cover, covered a that, lot of news it's events. With flavor. It was, yeah. a, it was a moist episode. Unless you want to talk a little bit more about the the war on the. Christmas aggression, the war of Christmas aggression, the war against the war of Christmas. Which which is it? Is it the war against well, the war of Christmas aggression? It's the war of Christmas aggression on Christmas. On Christmas, we're gonna have to. It's the uh, WACMA. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just happy. Hopefully, more people will be released in the coming days. If they don't get killed by Muslims in the meantime, oh, yeah. I mean, we really need to do something about these roving band of Muslims with machetes. I mean, um, Trump's only had two I years. I imagine I'm carrying Danny, Danny Trejo around. Trump's <laughs> only had two. Trump has only had two. Where are going, Holmes? <laughs> Trump has only had two years to clean up a mess from the Muslim Obama administration. Yeah. The Muslims are Eight years of that. Hopefully, yeah. by his sixth term, he'll, he'll get it completely eradicated. I'm saying, why can't I stay? Why can't I stay in the office that I'm doing so great at? He's going to say that. Um, there was some stuff that happened with that, but I don't, I don't really. If you guys want to talk about it, uh, time is a factor. Yeah, I don't really care. It's somebody pled pled guilty to something, and now he's talking. Oh, shit. there's the Neil deGrasse Tyson shit. <laughs> oh yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson accused of. I could hear John applauding. Climax. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. Of course, so I, I, like I don't. I don't have the, It's the same thing With Kavanaugh It's none of my Fucking business I don't mm-hmm. You know I don't know what happened But I do It does I, Obviously there's gonna be A double standard And all the people That were uh, Stop Kavanaugh Aren't gonna be No of course Stop Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. Cause he's a science black man And left us love him was it, well, that, But what I'm saying is I, I've read some of his Explanations They seem perfectly Plausible to me Yeah I mean, I mean And the uh, thing with Kavanaugh I listened to what he had to say I wasn't gonna convict he, The guy automatically I mean I mean he it's still at the end of the day, it's one person's word against another sure. in both cases. The I I, I tend to uh, on this one, I actually tend to believe um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I read his I read his uh, his explanations, and they and I like the fact that he came out and addressed them and didn't just you know he's like yeah let's talk about this and I'll tell you what my side of it is and then you can make it make a decision. I did know? say this to Dutch as like and this is you know I'm not particularly proud of this thing I'm revealing, but I kind of had a suspicion like. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson seems like he'd be kind of a sleazy, like kind of like he's crossed the line with women a bunch. He's, you think? He just, yeah, he seems like that to me. It um, seems like he'd probably toe the line. It's, it's a it's a shallow it's a shallow judgment to make, but I'm just admitting that. Yeah, I wouldn't. You know, just based on kind I of wouldn't the, put it past him. The vibe I get from yeah, this, yeah. like he, I could totally see him being a Cosby, not not to that level, but it's a little bit of a creeper, more like, like a, a not, crossing the line with women. Yeah, like a uh, quagmire. From Family Guy, like a lot of innuendo, yeah, like breaking, like like people having some cases against him if they want. But 
at, at the same time, even though these people have come out and they say that it's uh, it's not for me to decide. I'm not a fucking juror or, or judge. Uh, I don't think there's any criminal uh, but, been found. But I, but but the only thing that that interests me about it, and the reason why I brought it up, is the double standard yeah, in our yeah, culture, yeah. where it's all about you know protecting women until the dude that you like does the shit. Right. Well, did you see what I put on the book of faces? Uh, I asked if this is one of the ones where we automatically believe the accusers. <laughs> yeah. Or since we like the accused, do we uh, side with him? And pretty, I got pretty much what I was expecting right. from that. We don't believe the women. Essentially, right? <laughs> yeah, when, when it's Neil deGrasse Tyson, we don't believe the women. When it's Kavanaugh, we believe the women. So it's just yep. But does but that, does that mean that their character and 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 what they do is entering into it, or is it you know? You see what I'm saying? Uh, that's the case that Neil deGrasse Tyson made. Right. He said that the, in this case, where it's one person's word against another's, where you have to use character. But even then, that's not fair because you could have someone who's a total slime ball. Who's innocent. Right. And someone who's normally a really great person who's lying. Right. I mean, people are a, a study of contrast. They're going to do, you know, different things yeah, you in different can't, situations. You can't judge a, uh, one case based on a person's, you know, a person's past performance is no indication of what they have, what they, what they're doing presently or in the future or whatever. Right. It's just, it, it's just a past performance. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I really, I don't know if I believe. Neil or not, but we're on first name basis. Me and old NDT. <laughs> but I was interested to see people's reaction, and there hasn't been one because nobody's talked about it on the. No, and he got he got accused. Not even on Twitter. I've, he, I've looked yeah. through Twitter. He was accused a year ago. Well, and it, it was, was uncovered a year ago. One of these things. Yeah, and it was just you know it was on a it was on the Quillette website. It was small or not? It was not reported. It wasn't really. It didn't make it wide. It's yeah. gone a little wide. I've done the Google search, and it was on all the major ones, but it's just not getting talked about on social media. Maybe people give less of a fuck about Neil deGrasse Tyson than I thought they did. I don't know. Right. But anyway, he's a rapist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he should burn. No, I don't know. What song should we end with here? Wanna do sex on a lady. <coughs> <laughs> You can do one of those uh, DJ Cumberbund. Yeah, let me find another one of them. DJ Cumberbund. Cumberbund. I want to find a good one. You know? You feel me? As opposed to a bad one? Yeah. Yeah, good ones are better than bad ones. My experience. I I think you'll like this one, Chuck. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Episode 187 is in the books. You bunch of pieces of shit. Praise Jesus. Remember, celebrate Christmas with all the vim and vigor you have in your heart. Good night and good luck. Couldn't get a ticket. Well, sold out. Heard the roar of the crowd. 